I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates— Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is huge. It is episode number 30 of Side Hustlers. I'm Carla Marie, by the way. We made it 30 episodes. So wherever you are right now, clap, cheer. Woo! I'm alone in my apartment and both of my cats are literally staring at me like I'm crazy. So thank you very much. Thank you for letting me do what I love and trying something new for 30 episodes. And I am pumped for the next 30 and the next 30 after that, especially today's though, because we are talking to Tanisha Lawrence, the creator of nail polish company Law Beauty. She's got a very interesting life and schedule, and I think you'll learn a lot from her work ethic and how she found her side hustle. But before we get to Tanisha, thank you as always for reaching out. I know a lot of you were interested in the idea of doing some sort of group where everyone who listens to the podcast can kind of get together and chat, trying to find the best way possible to do that and keep it simple. You can uh, email me, sidehustlerspodcast at gmail.com. Yes, I set up an email just for this podcast, so it's officially official. Um, I currently use Slack. For the people who have been a guest on this podcast, they all kind of get together in there and chat. It's really cool to see all of that happening. More on that another time, though. Right now, what I need is male side hustlers. So calling all dudes who have a side hustle, reach out to me, sidehustlerspodcast at gmail.com. Ladies, if you know any guys who are side hustlers, let me know because obviously love having powerful women who are on this podcast, but... 
This is a guy and girl podcast, and I'm finding that there aren't many male side hustlers out there. So reach out to me. Got to give a congrats to my friend Shandon from Alaire, Seattle. If you remember, had her on earlier this summer. Shandon is a business owner locally here in Seattle, in West Seattle. She has an awesome, awesome store. It's where we had our side hustlers meet up. She's got amazing products in there. Well, she just relaunched her website, alairseattle.com, A-L-A-I-R, and if you use code Carla Marie, you get 20% off at checkout and you can shop obviously from anywhere. I am done rambling. It's time to meet Tanisha. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get off your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. It's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. So that means I am joined by Tanisha Lawrence, the creator of Law Beauty. Hi, Tanisha. Hi. So you are in Brooklyn, New York right now. You're at home? I'm at home. Brooklyn is my home. Sweet. So you have a pretty awesome company and I'm kind of obsessed with it. And I was going through the website, which by the way, you can check it out. It's lawbeautyessentials.com. And on Instagram, it's lawbeautyessentials.com. I love nail polish, so I'm so excited to talk to you. <laughs> Thank you. I was obsessed with nail polish. I still am. So, okay. yes, I get it. So, this is still your very much your side hustle. You have a regular nine to five job, right? I do. Well, not a regular nine to five job, but, but oh, a full time yes, job. I have a nine to five job. Oh, yeah. So you've held a bunch of other positions before your current job. I love saying this word in every podcast, but you've been an ultimate badass all around. You've worked for Fortune 500 companies. You've done a lot of amazing things. So, but it's so funny. You're like, you're doing all these incredible things, these huge companies, and then there's nail polish. So where did the nail polish come into? I've always been obsessed with doing my nails. I feel like... Since about four years old, I know <laughs> yeah. it sounds like insane. No, <laughs> it sounds insane, but four years old, I've been going to the nail salon with my mom, getting my nails done, getting my little flower manicure, blah blah blah. And then by the time I was like in high school, I was working and I made it my own little thing. Where not that I spent my paycheck on you know just, but I learned how to or was taught like how to save and then also to have fun. And that was my fun. So I've been doing my nails exactly to treat yourself. (laughs) Exactly. So I always got my nails done. It was like a little ritual every two weeks, got my nails done and then, you know, saved my money and did other little things. And nail polish really just came about because like everyone would always say like, oh, uh, do something that you love. And I felt like you can kind of overthink that. And then you can kind of miss out on like doing something that you love and then or finding that thing that you love and creating it into a business. So I'm like, I always love to like do my nails, but you know, it wasn't like in the plans. It was just like a soft little research on how to create oh, wow. a nail polish line or a cosmetics line in general. And I just found that the more like I softly looked on it, I wouldn't have, cause I would say that it took me about three years before I opened up the business. Wow. But it was like three years of not, you know, like really pounding the goals. It was right, kind you of were just, just like, research, just right? yeah, just a little research, soft research, nothing crazy. And then once I got like the smallest little inkling, like, okay, wait a second, this could really happen. That's when I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go for it because I wanted something that I could relate to, something that was, you know, dear to me. And then something that was also a little bit different, you know, like I didn't know much of my colleagues, my friends, associates, anybody really around me 
that could have said that they owned a nail polish. Uh, right. I, I don't exactly. <laughs> Same thing. And you brought up something that everyone says, do what you love. And I've never really thought about that either. We do overthink that statement. We overthink it. Because, yeah. I mean, what do I love? I love sitting home love- with my cats. I can't get paid <laughs> to do that. That would be awesome. And and so, right. Is there something that you you like in, or you enjoy doing that's I like getting mm-hmm. my nails done I you know I've never thought about it like that so appreciate that little yeah, piece of knowledge it's just like don't insight. like go you know don't dig deep into what do you love like you go into this whole spiritual thing and it's right like, okay calm down because then you'll never find it <laughs> no. you know it's just like calm down and just like what do you do every day mm, you know think about it softly you know I'm not saying take three years like I took <laughs> But, you know, it's just like, don't overthink the process. So what year was it that you started doing the research? Uh, maybe about 2011. Oh, wow. So when and so then when did you officially, officially launch like it's for sale? 2014. Cool. So you and been, I was at work. But you've been at this for four years. Yes. Wow. And actually, when my first shipment came in, like the manufacturer is like, hey, look, you need to be there to sign. And I couldn't get the day off. <laughs> and I. I was like, okay, um, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then I said, you know what? Ship it to this address. And it was my job address. <gasps> and I did not know what was coming. <laughs> oh, my God. I did not know what's coming. And if any of my colleagues, she knows that, like, the shipment came. And one of my co- two of my colleagues, one of them knew that the shipment came. And she was like, holy. <laughs> like, she was like, this is a huge shipment. And I was like, I know. I wasn't expecting it. She's like, will this fit in your car? And I'm like... I don't know, but I will have, this will have to work. If I have to make two trips back and forth after work, back and forth, I will just have to do that. My other colleague, she had made a joke because I was like going through it and I was just excited going through it. Yeah, of course. And we did claims and she's like, you know, we did claims and we worked in a little square cubicle and, you know, she was in front of me and she hears me rumbling through things and she's, she turns around and she's like, that doesn't sound claim related. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I'm like, nope, it's not. And we just cracked up about that. because, But that's that's exactly what happened. It was March 25th. I was at work, 2014. That's I still have the little, ad, I still have the, um, the receipt when it was shipped to me. That's cool. Everyone was like, oh my God, cool. And then actually a couple of days later, and I still had like a couple of things that I did not get home yet. And I told my boss about it and she was totally fine. She was like, oh my God, lady, this is awesome. That's really like, awesome. Hey. Yeah. Having that support mm-hmm. obviously is super important so that you didn't have to sneak around. So is that what you no, did? I you lugged it around. into your car and then got it back home? Oh yeah. Do you still ship from your home or do you have a place where all of this stuff goes? I ship from home only because I have to pay for shelving at my manufacturer. Okay. And it just takes too much for me to say, okay, send me, you know, this amount of pinks, this amount of purple. So I take a lump sum of it, like a really large lump sum. I have a friend who has um, a storefront and in his basement, I keep most of them. And then I keep like a little stash of them in my, my apartment. Yeah. And I ship from home. So that job that you were at when you got the first ship, that's not the same job you're at now. So you've switched your regular nine to five while still doing your side hustle. What was that process like switching jobs? So I was complete. I had gotten to like a really miserable state there and I was doing, um, I worked for progressive insurance and I was doing claims and people can be so harsh over the phone. You probably deal with the worst kind of people or people at their worst. Yeah. You got into an accident, your car is smashed. You don't think it's your fault. You get on the phone with someone and some Sometimes I have to break the bad news and people when there's this barrier where it's just like over the phone oh, yeah. FaceTime, you know, it's just over the phone. People just act erratic and they just say whatever they want to say. And I think sometimes they forget that you're talking to a human, you know, like, like I'm a human. And then I, 
it's like social media. Yeah. Oh my God. And you know, and people, when I see things like that on social media and people, you know, just going so hard and just like, Oh, they're so vicious. It's the same thing, you know? And, <laughs> and I kind of get it. You know, you're frustrated. Your car is broken. Someone hits you. The claim process isn't, you find out you don't have the proper coverage. Like I get all of that. Yeah. But when I have like 10 different claims and I have 10 different people screaming in my ears, it's just like, oh I couldn't do God. it. Like, I, I couldn't do, do it. it. I don't know how I did it. And I did it for like, <laughs> two and a half to three years so then so you left that with still doing law beauty and then what was Mm -hmm. your next job is that where you're at now yes so actually funny enough i was on the phone with a woman who um she was super sweet but her claim was taking the longest in the world because she just would never answer her phone (laughs) and i'm just like and then my my boss is like hey what's going on with claim number blah 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 blah. and i'm like oh my god i don't know what else to do with this woman because she does not answer her phone Cause then she gets on the phone. She's like, oh, you know, thank you so much for being so patient with me. She doesn't know how frustrated I was because obviously I didn't let her know. But I was just like, no, it's completely fine. And she was like, you know, I think that you would be a really good flight attendant. And what? I'm like, really? Yes, that's what she said. And she's like, I know I probably shouldn't like solicit this because these calls are like normally recorded. But hey, go on com and, you know, check it out because I think that blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was just like okay you know playing it cool on the phone because you know but she didn't know that I was actually frustrated with my job so I just started to softly research and I'm like okay what is you know I had no idea about what being a flight attendant would be like or would it entail pay anything and I applied that same day just through an application in there yeah just going through the process researching and just ended up applying before you knew it they emailed me back and they're like hey we want to do a video interview with you I'm like oh okay this is this real is real you know what's funny is, yeah. is that you also people when they're traveling and flying I feel like they're also at their worst so you kind of mm-hmm. went from one at least they're face to face but yeah mm-hmm. so that's why you but, were you know that kind of worked out for me because when I did the interview and I told them I know how to exactly I'm mm-hmm. like I know how to deal with people because before that I used to work at Chase Bank funny enough people who go into the bank they're serious about their money yeah you know when they have a fee they're like i want that money back you've just tortured yourself i feel like of course you went to nail polish mm, yeah (laughs) something that you enjoy so so i'm just like i feel like i'm kind of like immune i know how to work with the public i think that's what it is yeah i know how to deal with the public and you need to know how to deal with the public to work in the banking industry to work in the insurance industry and now i'm in the aviation industry and i'm still like and i and i actually love what i do i love being a flight attendant there's a little bit of a difference though with being a flight attendant i just feel like people like to see you with your makeup on yeah i mean it's it's like i don't want to sound like less of a feminist you know because i feel like anybody should come to work you know come to work as you are but at the same time, people are fascinated with flight attendants. It's you know, so, oh. we are well put together. We should be well put together. You but know? Y- yeah, your and job is crazy to most of us. How many flights are you doing a day? Where are you going? Exactly. Where do you live? Do you, are you ever home? Do you have pets? Who watches them? Like, and those are all the things. Absolutely. It's questions all day. Some days I'm like, you know, give me all the questions in the world because I'm really tired and yeah. I want to stay up. Yeah. And then some days I'm like, I really don't want to talk to anybody. But, you know, it's just it's a cool balance. And um, and although people are frustrated, people are sometimes you get more of exciting people because people who have never traveled before and going they're going on, on vacation, vacation they're yeah. pumped. Exactly. You know, it's not always honeymoons, bachelor parties, all that honeymoons bachelor parties girls trips you know you get so you get a lot of exciting people and i love that you know i love when they get on the plane and they're like 
you know, they're like, they, ha they make little jokes, like, can I get a martini? They know we don't make martinis <laughs> on the plane, but you know, it's just, it's just so I get like, I get the frustrated passenger who lost their packet that lost their luggage. Yeah. I get that sometimes. But then I get the person who's like, look, my daughter wanted to take a picture with you. You know, she thought <laughs> so she looked cute. really nice. And she, yeah, I know. And they're, and, they're, and, and they're like four years old. They're like five years old. And they want to take a picture with so you. Cute. And and then you give them wings and they're like so cute. And so I get like a good, so I did, you know, the transition was a lot for me because I had to like balance, okay, sleep, balance law, balance time, you know, but collectively balance money because like you spend a lot because airport food is so expensive yeah. and that's my lunch. That's my lunch. Yeah, and then hotel really food is there. Lunch. Can't really pack your lunch. You know, I mean, there's some people who do it, but you know, I don't, I've been, if I'm away for four days, I don't want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich no. I made four days ago, No, but some people do it. Definitely shout out to people, the flight attendants that make their peanut butter and jelly sandwich and they eat it four days later. Okay. So that, that woman, <laughs> let's go back to that woman who uh, had the claim that took forever. She was a flight attendant. You couldn't get in touch with her. How are you yeah. running a business when you're working four days straight how does that happen? it took time it took time but you know what sometimes i do red eye flights and it keeps me up i can sit down and i could write you know write something like a to-do list while everybody's sleeping nobody's up and i'm the only one up it actually gives me something to do because when you look at that plane and everybody is sleeping oh you want to sleep <laughs> I, <just took> one. <laughs> you know, you I took really one this week i know <laughs> everyone is passed out sleeping snoring drooling and you're sitting there like okay what am I gonna do so it really gives me an opportunity to like you know read up on some things read up some magazines look at what the trends are and different things so I read magazines I write in my journal I write a to-do list so that as soon as I land and I have service I can make some phone calls answer some emails sometimes I draft the emails I yeah. read them I draft them as soon as I land and I'm have a little bit of free time, press send on all of those emails. It took me time. But if you like, I've been to San Francisco so many times that when I go there, I'm not excited to see the Golden Gate Bridge anymore. Right. So I let's say I have like a 24 hour layover. What am I going to do for those 24 hours? Sit in my hotel on my computer and get work done. That's cool. I guess that yeah, yeah. that makes sense. You kind of do it all at once. Do you do it all at once? Are you ever working being a flight attendant and someone's like, Oh my god, I love your nail polish. I love that color. Absolutely. It has to happen. Uh, absolutely. It happens. It happens. I'm still do you in handle? this really weird stage yeah. where I'm like, Okay, do I slip them a card? And you know, do I let them know? I let them know about it. I just don't say it's my business because I'm not selling on the on the airplane. Of course. That would be so, but, oh my God. If you could sit on an airplane and yeah, physically buy things and not look at the catalog, I would be poor because I would sit there and be I like, know. I want that and I want that. That would be nice. That would be nice. But I don't know, you know, and then like people, you know, they compliment my nails and stuff and I like that. So I let them know. I'm like, yeah, you know, follow this uh, site. I don't let them know it's mine to say, oh, you know, follow it. And if you like it, then yeah. it. Okay. I could ask you a million more questions, like you said, about being a flight <laughs> attendant, but I want to know mm -hmm. about the side hustle. So first of all, what is law? Like why law? What is that? name word what does that mean okay so law came from lawrence which oh, is my last, your name. last name i see that yeah. okay <laughs> and i kind of felt like that was important to me only because as women we lose our last name in marriage and stuff like that and um, my father's last name was lawrence and he was like a really major part of my family and he had passed away right before i launched law oh wow. <clears throat> So, yeah, I mean, it was tragic, but then I was like, you know what? It's okay. I'm still just going to continue with this because I had told him about it before he had passed. So you got to like, do it. Mm -hmm. He's like, nail polish line? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Tell me more. Don't you worry. I'll get back to you with my business plan. Obviously, business plan never got into his hands. But when he had passed away, he had, you know, fortunately, he was able to leave us with the life insurance. And then that's what I did and funded it. So it's kind of like... 
last name in memory of type wow. of thing. And so it was kind of like important to me. That's really cool. That is a, a great story. Like he's always going to be a part of this and that's all. And I love it. And right. I love the whole, yeah, it does drive me nuts that we lose our last name. My dad had all girls. So we're kind of the end of wow. our last. I, I know. I know. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out a way I'm going to get it in there. It'll, <laughs> it'll happen. Probably won't be launching a company with it like you did, but still. Oh my God. So You know, what's funny is that my sister's, my sister, she had a son and first name is Lawrence. That's cool. You know, it's just something that she did. That is really cool. You launched the nail polish company. You finally figure out how to, like, how, that's my question. How do you know how to make nail polish? Like, how does that happen? Well, I, first I Googled different nail polish manufacturers. Then I found one in the U.S. because they're all over and they're in China. And I'm pretty sure that people are using them in China. If I wanted to go this whole ethical connecting with your mood so that you know what nail polish that you're, you want. If you want to feel like girly, if you want to, you go with pink, if you want to feel gordy, gothic, funky, you go with something like black and stuff like that. And then also it being vegan friendly, cruelty free and just being like a feel good brand. I wanted to make sure the source of it was coming from a good place too and not from like a sweatshop. So did you visit the manufacturer? Absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. And him and I have a really good rapport because in the beginning he says, I make polishes for major companies and I'm unable to like say names, but I'm pretty sure if you came up with a list of 10 nail polishes, five of those he makes for. Wow. So he wasn't really, really interested in such a small little, I'm like, Hey, I don't need 50,000 paints. You know, I need like it'll take you like five minutes. I don't know. I don't know how long. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, I I don't need fifty thousand units. I just need, you know, like a hundred units. And he's like, that's not really my and I'm like, Okay, well if you change your mind and you let me know and blah 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 and then I emailed him again, like, Hey, if you can't do it, do you know anyone else that you think like smaller manufacturer that's interested in doing a private label branding, blah blah blah. And then he's like, I know a couple, but you know I'm gonna do it for you. Oh, I've never awesome. done anything. I know I was shocked. I was like, what? Great. Because at that point I was like, you know, he's never going to do it. Let me ask him if he knows anybody else that will. And that taught me a lesson where, and that's how everything kind of kept on moving because people asked me, well, where did you get your bottle from? And where did you get them printed? And, you know, is this like a whole bigger process? But it's always all well connected because the same people who makes the bottles, I asked them, where are other manufacturers or other companies getting it printed? And they're like, oh, we could send it straight to, you know, such and such printing company for you. And I'm like, okay, could you do that? <laughs> so there you go. I got the bottles. They sent it over to the person to get it printed. Then they send it over to the, the manufacturers to get it filled and, Whoa, production done. That shipped to me. That's it. So when you first got them, were you just like, oh my God, this is real. Like this is happening. I had one and I was like, I did my nails and I'm like, here you go, mom. Do your nails. And my like, she's gonna finish. I'm like, here you go, sister. Do your nails. Everybody in the house was great because I only started out with pink. I'm like, everybody is on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, we wear pink. Like that was like the rule. <laughs> so, like, everyone is in this pink nail polish and I'm not playing. And yeah, and it was just so exciting. It was like, oh my God, this little bottle of nail polish and it's mine and it's pink and oh, it was so good. I remember that day. It was great. Well, you said you picked the, the bottle shape. What was, I'm sure there are tons of different shapes to choose from. Like what was that mm-hmm. process like? Because I have no idea how any of this works. So yes, they had a whole bunch of different nail polish bottles, but I wanted something that was like a little bit different or it's like you could want something that's different, but if you really want something really, really, really unique, it has to be like custom made. And I wasn't on that level. Which by the way, if anyone missed the beginning, it's at Law Beauty Essentials. Check it out on Instagram. You can see how cute everything is. And I really do love the shape of the bottle. It is different. Thanks. 
you. So it was not something that has never been like, you know, it, it was not something that was unseen and something that I created myself, but something that I felt like I designed where I said, you know what, I want it to be square. I want the cap to be able to come off and I want the cap to be matte instead of gloss. Okay. I like that. And as long as, you know, they bought me a couple of different square bottle caps options and brush options and I like the thicker brush. So it was kind of like a la carte and you just pick everything that you want and you make it your own. So it's still unique to you and your brand. Explain your cap and why it's different because there I read it and I'm like, wait, I need to. Oh, you're going to show. Oh, did you just whip it out? Okay. So you want to take the cap completely off. Uh, Oh, right. Because this is just cuter to have it as. Oh, and it's you know, so one. much. You know okay, what I mean? So basically the cap isn't the actual brush. It's just no. a cap. Because painting with this is very clunky yeah. and not very user friendly. And then painting with this. Yeah, it's just the regular. So much easier. You know what I mean? Smaller to hold. Oh, my God. I know. Genius. And I just felt like, you know what? I like that. Yeah. I was like, I, I like that. So I, I went with that. That color is awesome. Love. Which color is that? This it's is net worth how much. It's a green. It's great. When I first started, the logo went straight across. Mm-hmm. But then I had to put law on top and then beauty essentials on the bottom just so that it can fit. So it kind of have like this is like the sub logo. I, the long logo is like the real logo. And then the sub logo is what's on the bottle. And then it says 100% vegan and toxic free. And then the size. And that's a, those are all things that I had to learn. But the manufacturer really helped me with that. I'm sure. I'm like, yeah. Okay, what needs to be on the bottle? And I looked at other people's other brands bottles and everybody on seem a little bit different, but all kind of seem the same. So I'm like, what are the key points? What do I need? What's necessary? And they'll help you with that. How do you pick up the names? I just have to feel it. I look at it, feel it. So one day I was Because they're awesome. Thank you. My fun. favorite is I have a new color. It's yellow and it's called breakfast in Brooklyn. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? This just seems like a really fun day, you know? When you start, your, for me, when you start your day early and you're out, you're having, this is, the yellow just seemed very bright and mm-hmm. vibrant and fun and energetic. And I was like, you know what? What is my ideal day is having brunch somewhere, having breakfast early in Brooklyn and just hanging out. You know, that's the way I started my that's day. Cool. And I don't know. I just come up with these names and I just feel it. Was there anything in this process, you talk about the manufacturer helping you, was there anything that was like a setback and you did not know this was going to happen at all? Hmm. Yeah, I had a couple of mishaps, you know, there's times where, okay, so when I had first got the bottles, the caps that I chose, everyone kept breaking them. Mm. And I got a like, yeah, I had like a really bad review because people first instance twist. Yeah. And when you twist it, they break it and I'm like, okay. So how did you fix? Do you send a little note with all the orders that say don't break yes, it? Yeah, <laughs> I have now. I don't think I have it in front of me, but now I made these little cards that's like instruction cards and it shows you an image of the polish and then shows you lift up with an arrow and then it shows you with the cap off and then twist the brush. And I try, you know, to like be very detailed with the um, the instructions, but most times people, they get the nail polish, they're not looking You're for it. Excited. Okay, how do I open it? Yeah, you're excited and you just twist anyway. So that took a lot out of me. It's like, okay, do I revamp my whole look? Yeah. My mom used to be obsessed with nail polish. She's like, you know what? I used to have Chanel and I broke half of them. And Chanel never changed it. Yeah, and that's the way Chanel owns open. She's like, you have to take the cap off and then twist. And my sister who works um, right now, she works for Givenchy. She works for Givenchy and their cap is a different shape and everything, but their cap still lifts up and off too. 
And she's like, Javanchi is doing it. Not that, you know, so you just need to continue. Yeah, people will get used to it. But that was hard for me because you don't want to hear bad reviews. And I heard that so often. They're like, I broke it. Now the cap looks ugly. It's broken, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And I wanted to like replace everybody's caps. And then that doesn't make sense for me. And so, yeah, that was tough. That was really tough. I mean, it's their fault. They broke it, not yours. So just saying, send them, send them to me. I'll tell them. I'll be customer oh service for law. No way. <laughs> That's um, funny. So how are people finding you? Like, how do they know that law exists? Like, how do they find your nail polish? Social media is like my biggest advertising tool. I try to stay like on it, liking other people's photos, even if I don't post something, mm-hmm. just making sure that I'm always liking things. You know, I've even gotten to the point where I've like commented and say, hey, check this out. Follow us, you know, things like that. My niece, she's always into social media. She's 14 and all she does is stay on her phone. And I'm like, you know what? There you go. Here's- you have just been assigned. <laughs> yes, you've just been assigned. Log into Law Beauty Essentials. Just like people pictures all day. She probably loves it too. Yeah, she does. And I think she does a good job because every day people are liking my photos. I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, that could be that. Also doing interviews and like small things, you know, tapping into your audience, people who are listening to you. Then they, you know, go over and they're visiting the website. Doing um, hashtags is just so important. So like, yeah, I've recently really started with the hashtags. I don't post a picture without a hashtag. I mean, I've always done them, but I've never like, really thought about them and then you got to be careful mm-hmm. not to overdo and it's like this is literally i know like a game. because then it goes away yeah i know yes yes <laughs> if my picture posts without the hashtags because i put too many i delete the whole thing and i do it Ugh, over it's torture outside of that i try to attend like different um networking parties cool i try to make it to other people's pop-up magazines you know fashion events and stuff like that word of mouth is just you know always going to be huge because there's an audience of people who are not on social media because they're non-believers and I and I totally get it because social media can be draining and stuff and people take breaks from social medias and stuff like that so um word of mouth is just very important and newsletters I try to send out some emails sometimes and my next step is to actually get addresses send out you know just like the way Victoria's Secret sends you that little free panty with the part yeah you know you get like a free you know so just looking at other companies and not being afraid to compare because before I never used to look at companies but when I look at companies now I don't look at them for the industry that they're in I look at them for the marketing tools that they're using so no I'm not running and operating a bank But I look at Chase's advertisement and I'm like, you know what? I can take an idea from that. Well, that's true. You've worked for these ginormous companies. You know how they work. I'm assuming even Mm -hmm. though nail polish and claim and nail polish and banks Mm -hmm. are completely different. I'm sure you Mm -hmm. took things from those companies. Absolutely. Wow. Is there something that you're like, I learned this here and this is what I'm using? I always say I learned time management from progressive really because you have a rolling claim and you have you you know when you get in that day you need to prioritize and know okay this claim could wait this claim cannot wait and just prioritizing and i feel like progressive has definitely taught me that and chase has definitely taught me my money management and i actually my business account is with chase just by working with them i understand their their mechanism like as far as fees and things like that so just looking into tiny little things like i always say the bank that you bank with know how much they charge you when you use their credit card machine because you can use square and put it into any bank but what if you're banking with chase and chase is charging you 2.5 versus square who's charging you 2.7 and every little penny you know adds up and so definitely yeah are you strictly 
online or do you use, are you ever selling in person anywhere or you're only online? So um, I'm online primarily. I'm hooked up with Ipsy, which is huge. and which That's is, amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I was in their box in February. Cool. And I thought I was going to, the month after we launched, you could not have told me that I was not going to be a millionaire. I'm not. But <laughs> when it happened and the orders were coming in and the emails and the likes and the followers, I was like, oh, my God, we made it. You yeah. know, it definitely brought me in a residual income of sales and stuff like that. I'm also in a couple of boutiques and I'm trying to get into more. I need to do some more footwork and try to revisit some of those places that in the beginning they said, no, you know, we're not ready. You know, they might change their mind. So um, I'm in a couple of boutiques and then also I do pop-ups. Smart. I participate in different pop-ups and fairs and stuff like that. What about salons? I'm assuming that world, Mm -hmm. a lot of us don't know about it. I'm sure it's very political when it comes to nail polish and nail polish companies. How does that, have you started looking into that? I'm in a couple of salons. Cool. They're mostly salons that are like dedicated to a certain type of clientele. Okay. In Brooklyn, you can, especially like in Prospect area or Flatbush Extension or actually Flatbush, you'll find like a lot of the Korean run salons and those are fast paced salons. In and out. Boom, mm-hmm. boom. They don't really care about the quality right, of it's just getting nail polishes. Painted. Yeah. So that. You know, that audience, I really don't, of the, or those types of salons, I really don't tap into. I try to go to more care-driven, you know, type yeah, of salons. you're getting a, an experience when you get your nails mm-hmm. done. You're not just getting your nails exactly. painted. Exactly. When you choose colors, are you thinking, okay, fall is coming. We got to launch certain colors. Christmas is coming. We got to mm-hmm. launch certain colors. Is that a thing that you think about? Or you're just, I like this color. I'm going to put it out. I used to. I used to think like that, you know, trying to stay with the trends and stuff. But then I found that I kept falling behind the curve and I couldn't keep up. I was testing in the same season because I always felt like, okay, you know, I don't want to have on hot pink nails in December. December. So I was testing December colors in December and it just didn't work out that way. So now I kind of just release what I, you know, what I want, especially because my network has expanded, especially being with Ipsy. And the person in Florida, the person in California, they don't really care that it's, you know, it's really just New York and the colder states that really go with those trends, you know, I, you know, I realized that and I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to try to keep up with that trend. I'm going to release as I go. That's smart. I mean, I guess I, yeah, you think Ipsy, which by the way, if no one has any idea what Ipsy is, I guess I should explain this. It's a, you maybe, you know, Birch box. box. Yeah, it's a subscription mm-hmm. box and it's awesome. The products that you get in there really are incredible. So the fact that you were able to reach this national audience is really cool. And I, I guess oh. I never thought about that, that in Florida, they're wearing yellow on their nails year round. No one's in judging December, them. Yeah. yeah. No one is judging them. Yeah. And I never thought about it either. But then, you know, it was just like when I started to look at my like my sales and in December and I'm like, but you know, what? I sold blue the most and it's not even a dark color. And then I'm like, oh, well, these people are in Arizona. They don't care. You know what I mean? So that's when I stopped caring. That's cool. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. Do you what was the most difficult part in all of this? Was it the launch or was there after you launched? The most difficult part, I mean, and I'm just speaking in general, is that when I work for someone, the decision, you know, you ever just throw your hands up and say, hey, if that's what you want. Yeah. You know, I don't agree, but hey, that's you know what I mean? Problem. Not yeah. my job. It's not my problem. If you want to, this is the way you want to handle the situation, handle it. I'm so used to that. And then with Law Beauty Essentials, it's like, okay, 
it's just like this it's heavy your, burden that I have to make a decision. Yeah, you yeah, can't you know? say, all right, that's what you want. No, that is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, if everyone is looking at you like, okay, what are you going to do? For me, I just feel like overthinking and like really making all the decisions, it gives me um, anxiety and I have serious anxiety issues. So I had to learn how to, okay, control my anxiety. And my sister always tells me that she's like, control the controllables. Things happen, things ordered so many different flyers and then like put the wrong date on it or mm. misspell something and it's like oh my god but what can i do forget right. about it just keep it going you know so when i have to make decisions where um especially like with the cap situation i had to make a decision am i gonna stay with this or am i gonna like the cap situation was happening year one so oh. i could have been like you know what no one really knows about it let me just cancel this all out and start all over yeah. or i could have just said you know what i'm already a year in or six months in I'm going to just push it on through. And I had to make that decision. And still to this day, I am, um, you know, I had to stick with the decision that I made and I'm happy with it. But you, there's been times where I made wrong decisions, you know, like, especially with like, it's going to be something simple, like planning a party. And some people are like, oh, well, I'm only available on the weekends. And then people are like, oh, on the weekends, I have my children, I have this, yeah, I have that's that. Tough. You know, so I have to have to make the right day to like, or coming up with my price point. I'm like, okay, do oh, I, I want to make the policy? I relate with you so much that I like <laughs> the whole decision thing. I'm like, but what if this? But what if that? And I wouldn't exactly. even. Price point, I would have no idea where to start. Yes. I had to come up with the price point. I'm like, do I want to make it cheap? And then some people are like, well, your policies are $9 and I could have gotten SE for 8 and it's just you just have to make a decision nine dollars that's what it done, is done you know so done boom and so i love decision making completely i'm with you on that one but i love what your sister said control the controllables mm -hmm. i'm gonna i need to like get that tattooed on my arm <laughs> because it's so true control the control but she's you had no control over that so why are you move on you know what i mean like i'm like okay Tell her I said thank you for that one. I will. What I is, will. is your end goal to keep this as a side hustle or do you want to make this your every day? I want to make this my every day. Cool. You know, I've been even thinking about like expanding and um, I'm recently a nail technician. So I'm like trying to learn how to like even do more nail care or just be more knowledgeable of it and stuff. And the reason why I even became a nail technician is because when I was at Chase, they told me that I didn't need any type of financial background, really more so about sales, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And then they came to me and they said, hey, in order for you to keep the pay rate that you're at or to keep the role that you're in, you need your investment um, license. I know, so I'm already in it and I'm already in there two years now. And I'm like, okay, so now I have to study about bonds and investments. Oof. And that wasn't something that I was college for. I was actually in college for radiology. So here I am switching my whole life over. <sighs> so then I end up leaving. When I got to Progressive, they're like, hi, yeah, great, you have the job, but you know what? You need to get your your justice license. And I knew nothing about cars. And they're like, you need to get this license because you need to know when someone's car gets hit, all the car parts, what it affects, how it runs, why. And oh I'm my like, God. I know nothing about cars. And I had, to, I had to take that test. I had no choice. So then when I'm like, okay, so now I have my own business, you know what? I'm gonna challenge myself so and I'm gonna smart. become a nail technician because this is what the companies and the businesses are doing. And like, that's why I said, you can, you don't have to be in the same industry. I don't have to look at what SE is doing. I'm looking at the bigger picture and what the pattern is. These companies, they want people who are knowledgeable about the product and I need to be knowledgeable about nails if I'm gonna be, I work for myself. You know, law is the company and law requires me to be knowledgeable about nails and that's why I decided to become a nail technician not that it was something that I was doing before I just like to go and get my nails done but now I know how to do my own that's, nails and I can do other people's nails I respect this so much like I didn't it never yeah. crossed my mind the fact that 
you didn't know how to do nails. Like I just, you love nail polish. Cool. And that's awesome. I, mm-hmm. it's so smart because if that's the people that are going to be using your product, you should know the right way to use it and the way that they use it. So did you actually, you went to cosmetology school? How does it work if it's just for nails? Okay. So there's different schools. And that was one thing that was really kind of hard to find because most schools like mud, they want you to take the whole yeah. cosmetology course. And that was hair and nails, you know, makeup. And I did not want that. So you need to find a school. And the only school that I can recommend is the school that I went to. There was another school, but I forgot the name of it. But I attended Christian Balmy, which was in the city. And I mm-hmm. believe they have one in New Jersey. Yeah. I don't know my if si- you know My sister went there probably oh. 20-something years ago, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I recommend the school. Um, the teachers were really nice to me. And then they were, like, really supportive of law. And we used that in class. I bought some from nail polishes no. and everyone used it. Yeah, and they were really nice. And one of my teachers, she she um does a lot of like um because she used to own a nail salon and now she just strictly teaches, but she does business developments for other people who are looking to open up. And she's always like, hey, I'm working with the client. They're opening up a new store. Nudge nudge. Maybe you need to head down That's there. So get the polish in there. I'm so happy so for you great. because you just by wanting to better yourself and, and have a better business and be smart about it, look at all the other connections you made. Exactly. Made other connections. I had some other people who were there when they're doing like different shows and stuff. They call me and they're like, Hey, look, I you know, I just got in with this major brand and they're looking for more nail tech. Most recently I just worked with a company called Molten Brown, which is a really huge fragrance and hand lotion company they're based out in london but they have stores in the u.s in new york and they have like little beauty events and they call me when they want you know like a manicurist there or makeup artist i don't do makeup but they do like different you know they do like a brow party nail party mani party whatever and they call me so i like pitch on to like you know bigger brands names and stuff like that so when you were in class were were your classmates and other people saying i like this but maybe you should try this. Were they like kind of helping you out with things or was it just like, they all had positive reviews and I had to beg them. I'm like, (laughs) tell me something negative. I need to know the negative. They're like, Tanisha, I don't know. I love it. So, um, and at that time when I was in there, I was not in with Ipsy yet. And I had, I was on the phone and I had this really nosy, cute classmate of mine. And she's like, I heard that. I'm like, what did you hear? She's like, I hope you get it. I'm like, what hope I get what? She's like, you're gonna get (laughs) her name is Tanya and we still speak to this day and she's like I heard you and I'm like what and then when I announced it she was like I knew that you would get in yes she heard the conversation with me and Ipsy and I'm like I'll send you over the products and blah 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 so yeah so they're super cool and sweet and I still connect with them and I still have them as friends so that's it was great being in that environment and I had to take off from work Oh, wow. I had to let, yeah, and I let my my supervisor know. I'm like, hey, you know, I want to finish this course up. Do you think that I can get, like, an extended amount of days off so I can, you know, finish this? And my supervisor's like, okay, we'll see what we can do, and that all worked out. That's incredible. I'm I'm so happy for you. You've put in the work. You're not just oh, I like this and I'm launching a nail polish company. You researched, you visited Serious. the factory, you went to school, you sacrificed other parts of your life. Like you could have gotten fired from your nine to five for taking that time off, but mm-hmm. you're awesome. I, I, I'm Thank just, you. I'm so happy for you. I'm excited to see where you go with this. And I still want people to check you out. It's lawbeautyessentials.com and lawbeautyessentials on Instagram. But there is one question I ask everyone and you're not allowed to answer with Instagram. Is there an app that you use for your business or an app that you use for you that helps you get through 
every day. A lot of people say Shopify is their, is their go-to for people who sell product. But is there another app that you're like, oh, this is awesome. I use it all the time. Eventbrite. Oh, do you plan events? A lot of them? Every year, I try to have two events. This year, I only had one, and I'm going to do another one in December. So Eventbrite is not only for my event planning, but also you can type in, in Eventbrite, and you can put in networking. And then, boom, all these little, because, like, you know, when I'm off and I'm at work, I don't know. I can't commit to anything. You know what I mean? You can go in different cities, too. I can go in different cities. And I can just type in networking, fashion, (laughs) whatever. And then I'm like, okay, party happening here. You know what? Happy hour here. Networking party here. And I just go. You are, like, an absolute genius. Really. And then, you know what? How can I forget my dear Yelp? Because I'm, like, huge on Yelping. Oh, my God. I, I Yelp everything. And Yelping really just came about because when I went to different cities, if I can waste money in the Mac store buying lip glosses, mm-hmm. but there's one thing I hate wasting money on is food. When I waste my money on food, yep. I'm just like, I'm mad. <laughs> so I started to like Yelp because I'm like, you know what? Let me take a picture of this food. I don't want it in my phone anymore. I put it on my Yelp account and I'm like, okay, when I get to Sacramento, I know that this particular restaurant the pasta was good and it was on my Yelp. So the more I kept doing that, and then I started writing like a little review about it because I'm like, you know what, really nice scenery, blah, blah, blah. And then someone contacts me and is like, hey, you know what? We really love your reviews and your pictures and we want you to become an elite member. And I'm like, what's an elite member? Like, I've never heard of this before. So now if you look at Tanisha Lawrence and you follow me on Yelp, there's this little elite sign, which just means that basically I get invited to exclusive events. (laughs) <laughs> which is like so cool for me i know go and look it up you have to look it up it's like a little secret society of people where like when restaurants launch yeah they want these yelp elite people to come because they want us to do the reviews smart look at you it's so good and i love it and i'm like oh my god and then people like like my my reviews and they're like this tip was useful and it's just a little community and i just enjoy that away from law I'm sure you know, sometimes law yeah. stresses me out and I like I'm such a big foodie like I love food when I you know restaurant people if you know anybody who's like in the restaurant industry ask them about Yelp elite people they know about it it's like a little secret society so I'm like I'm a part of it it's that's cool I you do need I mean obviously a side hustle a lot of times for people is your escape from your nine to five but sometimes mm-hmm. you need another the escape. escape from the escape yeah. oh yeah yeah absolutely so, yeah. I'm so like I cannot wait to follow and see and go to every nail salon and see you there in a few years or, or less than oh, that yeah. I'm really excited for you and you've done something Thank awesome you. for people who listen to this podcast code carla marie 20 will get them 20 percent off so i feel like a lot yes. of people are gonna go on i'm gonna a, a, write that down a nail polish yeah. binging spree it's gonna be awesome tanisha yeah. thank you thank you thank you and everyone check her out it's lawbeautyessentials.com at lawbeautyessentials on instagram you rock thank you thank you bye guys <laughs> I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R.